Shalom to all. Today's office is Gain Davnun Ches, so we are starting Nun Zayin Oud Bey is on the bottom with the words Amar Rav Barchana, and today's office is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Meisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yisav Yantif, but Rabbi Asher Anshul, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And we continue to talk about the destruction of Beitar, Amar Rav Barchana, Amar Rabbi Yechonon, Arbaim Saw, Nun Ches Amar Alpha on top, Ketsuse Tefillin, Nimsu Brasha, Eruge Beitar. There was forty saw of boxes of Tefillin found on the heads of those who were killed in Beitar. Rabbi Yana, Rabbi Shmuel, Amar he says Shalosh Kupas Shal Arbaim Arbaim Saw. It was three boxes of 40 saw each, meaning there was 120 saw of tefillin. The Masisa taught, and the Raisa was taught, Arbaim Kupas Shal Shalashash Sayin. It was 40 boxes of three saw each, which again is 120 saw of tefillin. And the Gemara says, Vlay Pligi, these members don't argue with each other. Hadresha, Hadadara. The first member that spoke about 40 saw of tefillin is referring to tefillin Shal Raish, and the next two members that talk about 120 saw is referring to tefillin Shal Yad. And Arabasi Rabasi says, Arba Kabin Mayach Nimtual Evan Achas, there was four Kabin brains found on one rock. And Ula Amar Ula says, Tishas Kabin was nine Kav. And Amar Avkana Avkana says, Vitema Shila Barmari, some says Shila Barmari, my car, what's the Pasik that supports this? Pasik tells us, Bas Bavel Hashduda, you violated the daughter of Bavel. Ashri Shisham Lacho Gaimer, praiseworthy is one who will repay you for what you did. Ashri Shayachaz Venifates Es Oelaich Alasala, praiseworthy is one who will take hold and smash your infants on a rock. And this Pasik is referring to repaying the Babylonians what they did, so clearly we see they smashed people's heads open on rocks. And the Gemara continues, the Pasik says, Benetzein Haikarim Hamasulaim Bapaz, precious children of Tsiyon who are Mesulaim with Paz. Now, Paz is a very rare stone. Now, the Gemara asks, My Mesulaim Bapaz, what does it mean? They're Masula Bapaz. Even if you want to say Bafiza, that these children of Tsiyon were covered in adornments and jewelry made out of Paz, that can't be because Amid Bayer Bshila, the Bayer Bshila says, Tarti Miskli Istri Pisa Nachos Ba'alma. There were two small measures of Pisa of this Paz that came down to the world. One went to Rome and one went to the rest of the world. So it can't be that the children of Yushalayim had so many adornments of Paz. Ella must be the what's referring to Shayu Magan Es Paz that Paz was put to shame because of the beauty of these B'nai Tsiyon. I mean, these children were so handsome and beautiful. Paz, which is this very rare stone, was shamed because of their beauty. And the Gemara continues, Meikar originally, the important people of Rome, they would hold on to a signet ring, and they would have Tashmish while looking at the signet ring. And we know that what a person looks at and thinks about during Tashmish has an effect on their children. So they wanted their children to look like these signet rings, which were very beautiful. But after the destruction, they would bring these children, and they would tie them to the feet of their bed, and look at these children. Now, one of these Jewish boys told his friend, where is this written in the Torah that there's such a punishment? Amalei told him, the Pasuk in the Techacha says, also every disease and blow, which is not written in the Sefer Torah, and so this is found in the Techacha. Amar, so his boy said, how far away is it from this place? Meaning, I only learned up until here. Where in our learning is this found? So Amalei told him, in get just a small amount, another column and a half of learning, you would have gotten to it. So Amalei, the first boy told him, if I would have gotten to it, I wouldn't have needed you because I would have understood it on my own. And the Gemara continues, My eye has brought me grief over the daughters of my city. What's this referring to? There were 400 shoals in Beitar and every single one there were 400 Cheder Rebbe's and in front of each Cheder Rebbe there were 400 children learning. And when the enemy came in there, they planned on stabbing them with their sticks. But once the enemy overcame them, and captured them, they wrapped them in their svar and they burned them in fire. And the Gemara continues, He went to the big city in Rome. They told him, There's a young lad that's in jail. He has beautiful eyes, and he's very handsome. And his locks are arranged in curls. So Rabbi Shuman Hananya went 
went to the entrance of the jail, Omar, and he called out the following pasuk, Mi shisa Yaakov, who has given Yaakov over for spoils, Yisrael advises him, and Yisrael to plunderers. Now, on Oisetinaik, that child called out to him, completing the pasuk, Omar, and he said, Haloi Hashem, is it not Hashem? Zu, it's because of this. Chatanulai, we sent him, Vloi avu bidrachav halaych, and they didn't want to go in his ways. Vloi shamu bitayrasai, and they didn't listen to his Torah. So Omar, Rishim Chanai, told himself, Muftachani bai shemayrahi rabbi Yisrael, I'm certain that he's going to end up being a big paisek in Am Yisrael. Ho'avayda, this lashon of Shvua, she'en yuzaz mikan, I'm not leaving here, ach evdenu b'chal makam shepaisek in olav, until I redeem him for any amount of money that they say. Amru, they said, Eloi zaz misham, he didn't leave there, ach evdenu b'mam and harbe, until he redeemed this child for a lot of money. Eloi hayu yom atem, it was only a few days, ach ahari rabbi Yisrael, until his child grew up and he ended up paskening in Am Yisrael. Umanu, and who was his child? Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, as Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, and Rabbi Yehuda Marav, Maya said there's a story, with a son and daughter of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, and it's machlek as whether or not this is the same Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha that we just mentioned. They were captured by two different masters. After some time, these two masters were in the same place. This one said, I have a servant. There's no one as beautiful as him in the whole world. And the other one said, I have a maid servant. That there's no one as beautiful as her in the whole world. They said, Let's marry them off to each other. And we'll split the children that they have. So they put them both in a room together. The boy went to sit in that corner and the girl sat in that corner. The boy said to himself, I'm a kind, the son of Kahanim Gedalim. I'm going to marry a Shifcha. And she said, I'm a Kahanis, the daughter of Kahanim Gedalim. And I'm going to marry an Eved. And they cried the whole night in their corners. Once it became light outside, they recognized each other. They were brother and sister. And they fell on each other. And they cried bitterly until they passed away. And on them, Yermia lamented, On these I weep, My eye, my eye runs with water. And Amr Shlakish Shlakish says, There's a story with a woman. Her name was Tsofnas Bas Peniel. Tsofnas, why is that her name? Everyone would look at her beauty. Bas Peniel, why is she called Bas Peniel? She was the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, who serves which is referring to the Kaj Kadashim. So that's why she's called Peniel, which is Lashon of Lefnim. And what happened to this woman? Shinis al Kalalila. Her captor abused her the entire night. Lamachar in the morning, Hilbishalukim, he dressed her in seven garments, and he brought her out to sell her. A fellow who's very ugly came along. Amalai he told the captor, show me her beauty. Amalai told him, Reka, you empty one. If you want to buy her, kach, buy her. Because there's no one as beautiful in the whole world. Amrlai, he told him, Afal Pikain, I still want to see how beautiful she is. So if she tashisha Khalukim, the captor removed six of her garments, Ushvi, Karasa, the seventh one, she tore, and she rolled around in the dust. Amr Lafanov, she said, If you don't have pity on us, why at least don't you have Rahmanus on your holy name? Why are you allowing such a chil Hashem? And on her, Yirmiya lamented by saying, Bas Ami, daughter of my nation, Chigri Sak, gird yourself with sackcloth, and roll in ashes, Evil Yachra Silach, mourn as if for an only son, Mispe Tamrurim, a bitter lamentation, for the plunderer will come upon us suddenly. And the drasha is, it doesn't say it shall come upon you suddenly, rather it says that the plunderer will come upon us. As if we're saying, this plunderer comes upon me and you, including Hashem in this. And They press a man in his house, and a man in his inheritance. Was this referred to? There was a story with a fellow, he put his eyes on the wife of his master, he was the apprentice of a carpenter. One time his master needed to borrow money, 
so this apprentice of his told him, Shagar Ishtei send your wife to me, Valveno, and I'll give her the money to bring to you. Shigar Ishtei so the master sent his wife to his apprentice, she remained by him for three days being over on Avera. So finally the master got up and went to his apprentice. He asked him, my wife, I sent her to you, where is she? So the apprentice said, I sent her back home right away. I heard, said the apprentice, that the young lads treated her inappropriately along the way, meaning they didn't have air with her. So the master told him, Ma'asa, what am I supposed to do? So the apprentice told him, If you're going to listen to my piece of advice, Gersha, you should divorce her. So the master said, Her ksuba is very expensive, I can't afford it. So the apprentice told him, I'll lend you the money, and give her a ksuba. So Ahmad Zet, this master got up, Vigirsha, and he divorced his wife. Halachu, the apprentice went, Venasa, and married her. Once it came time for the master to pay his apprentice back, and he didn't have what to pay with, Amrullah, he told him, Come and work for me as part of your chayv. They, meaning the apprentice and the former wife of his master, were sitting, eating, and drinking. And he, the master, was now serving them as the slave. And tears were coming out of his eyes, and falling in their cups. And it was at that time that the Xardin of the destruction of the Besamekdash was sealed. Some say that it was because of two wicks in the same lamp, meaning it was because of this nus that this woman had with her master and his apprentice. Now going back to the Mishnah, and in the Mishnah we had discussed this law of Sakrikon, a guy who was going to kill a Yid and instead of killing him took his land. And the Mishnah taught us that if a different Yid bought this land from Sakrikon and then went to the original owner and bought it from him, the sale is not valid because we say the only reason the original owner agreed to sell it to this Yid is due to the fact that the Sakrikon sold it and you don't want to start up with him. But in truth, the original owner never had intention to be Machnit to this new guy. Something more just qualifies this. Amr Rav Rav says, Loi Shanu, this is only taught El da Amr Loi if the original guy told the new buyer, go and make a chazaka and become of the land. And so we can see from his lashon that all he did was tell him, go make a chazaka in this land, that he didn't really intend to be mocking at him seriously. But if he actually wrote a shtar for the sale, so then his new buyer is fully kind of the land. Because the original owner didn't have to write him a star. By the fact he wrote him a star, it shows that he's seriously being mocking the land over to him. Even if he wrote him a star, that's not a full Kenyan. Unless he writes a chrayas, an insurance policy in the star, that if the land is taken away from his new buyer, that the original owner is going to compensate him for it. So Gemara Nochasam Bez on top says, Tiny Kwasi Shmuel, we have a rest just like Shmuel. Reb Shemin Olazar, Emre Shemin Olazar says, Isha, if a man bought a piece of property from a woman, because Lakach Ish, and then he bought it from her husband, that's a valid sale. However, if he bought it from the man first, and then he bought it from the woman, it's batal. Why is that? Because we say the reason why the woman has sold it to this person is because she says, I just wanted my husband to be happy. I saw that he wanted to sell it, so I sold it as well, but I really didn't want to sell it. And the fail is not valid, unless the woman wrote in the star, meaning she accepted a responsibility for anything that happens to his land, then we know it's a real sale. So we clearly see like Shmuel over here. The Gemara now Suggest name it to have to do Rav. Let's say that not only is this a Rav for Shmuel, but it's a refutation on Rav. So Gemara says, no, not that far. Rav, Rav would tell you, my Achrayas Nami, what do we mean by saying Achrayas? Shtar. That means that a Shtar was written for the sale. And when we say Achrayas over here in the Brysa, it doesn't mean if the land is taken away, the woman's going to reimburse the buyer. It just means that once a 
Shtair is written on a sale, they can't back out of it. And that's what Achrayas is. So his price is not a refutation on Rav. And the Gemara continues, Hanarban, we have a price. So, a new fellow bought this piece of property from Sikrikon, and he ate three years worth of produce in front of the owners. Now, some Gersais take out these words, because it's not necessarily relevant. And what's the importance of three years? So, in Hilchastars, we say that a person only has to keep his Shtair for three years, and once he did so, he's considered to have a Chazaka, and therefore there's no reason to keep a Shtair after these three years. Now, what happened after these three years? This new buyer sold it to somebody else. The original owner has no taina on that second buyer. He's not able to go to him and take away the property saying, oh, it was stolen from me by Hesekrikon. The Gemara told him a second, hey, chidami, what's the case? If the taina being said is, how could you take this land away from me, Mr. Original Owner? I bought it from you. Even the first buyer, meaning the guy that had bought it from the Sekrikon, he should also have that taina because again, he doesn't have to have his star. It's already been three years. If he's not tining, I bought it from you, Mr. Original Owner. Even the second person shouldn't have any taina. So why are we focusing on the second guy, not the first guy? answers, Really, the fellow himself who bought the karka is not tining this. It's something similar to this case that we will taina for a yoresh. And we will taina for a lekeach. Now we know that usually, if a person has a taina in Bezdin, but he's not using that taina, we're not going to taina that for him. However, here, we're talking about a yoresh. In other words, these second people that have the field, they yarshined it, so they don't know what to taino, they don't know what to say, so in this case, the is going to taino for them. But the idach, what about the other guy, the first fellow, itain in, if he uses this taino, what do you mean I bought it from you? So it's a valid taino, and again, he doesn't have to have his shtar because it's after three years. But if he doesn't taino it, we're not going to taino it for him. We're only going to taino it for somebody who doesn't know how to taino it. I think we're going to with this discussion. We have a Let's say a guy takes away a piece of property from a yid because of a chayv, he's owed money by this yid. Or umachmas amparas, he comes because of amparas. Amparas means just because. He's a thief, he's a robber, he just goes over to Yid and steals his kaka from him. But he didn't threaten the Yid with his life. The Bryce says, in by Mishim Sekrikon, there's no din of Sekrikon over here. That means that this is different than the law of Sekrikon. We had concluded at the end of the Mishnah that when we're dealing with Sekrikon, the original owner gets first dibs to buy this land back. However, if 12 months has passed, then anyone is allowed to buy from Sekrikon as long as he pays a quarter to the original owner. Whereas in this case, even if 12 months passes, if someone had bought this land from the guy that currently has it, he would have to give it back to the original owner, obviously as long as the original owner paid him for it, but he's not allowed to keep it for himself and just pay a quarter to the original owner. And we continue on Paris Atzma, and we're dealing with this case of on Paris, again, where this guy just stole the land for no good reason, the guy has to be there for 12 months in the land. Ask the Gemara, hold on a second, Ahmed, you had just said, that it does not have this din of Sekrikon, and we say this din of 12 months applies only by Sekrikon. So Gemara says, no, though we mentioned in the Braissa, that's a new halacha in regards to Sekrikon. And when a Sikrikon steals a land from a Yid, he has to be there for 12 months before another Yid is allowed to buy it and keep it for himself. Now, Rav Yosef Yosef says, Naktin, we have a Messiah in Amparis Bavel. There is no Amparis in Bavel. And right now, we're assuming that means that Gayim don't steal land from Yidin in Bavel. So therefore, if a Yid goes to another Yid and says, hey, this land that you have was stolen from me and it's really not yours, it's mine, he wouldn't be believed with that Taina because Gayim don't steal land in Bavel. Ask Sigmar, how could you say that? We see that there is Amparis in Bavel. Gayim do steal land from Yadin. So my answer is right. El Emo, what we really meant to say is Ain Din on Parsa Bavel, there is no Din on Parsa Bavel. Meaning if one Yid goes over to another and says, hey, this land that you have was stolen from me, give it back to me, I'll pay you for it, but you still have to give it back to me, the second Yid does not have to give it back. My time away is that Davar, that's because since there's a court system, Kabil and the original owner didn't go to the court and complain that his land was stolen from him. It must be he was Michael on the fact that his land was stolen from him, and that's why the second Yid who bought it from the guy who stole 
stole it from him is allowed to keep it. Now I think Mark goes on to talk about another case, and the following refers to an area of land in which multiple people owned fields, and there was a yearly tax that needed to be paid, and the various landowners divided it based off of the size of their field. So if one guy had a large field, he'd have to pay a lot of tax. If one guy had a small field, he didn't have to pay so much. However, since this was a tax on the entire area, the full amount needed to be paid, even if one of the landowners happened to have gone away. And the arrangement they made in such a case was that one of the other owners would be allowed to take the produce from this fellow's land in exchange for paying his portion of the tax while he's gone. Tathagmar says, Gidal Barioli, who is a fellow, Kabul Arab Tasko Baga, he received a piece of land for the tax from the Bnei Baga, which are the people of this area, meaning they gave him a piece of land that he was allowed to benefit from its fruits because that landowner went away and Gidal Barioli was paying his portion of the tax. Now, what did Gidal Barioli do? He prepaid three years worth of the tax for this land. He really only had to pay one year of the tax, but he paid three years. Now, Saif, at the end of the year, the owners of this land came back. They told him, First year that you were given the land, you ate the produce of that land, and that's fine. You were allowed to do that because you paid the tax for it. Now, we're going to be paying the tax because we came back, so we get to have the produce of the land. But obviously, Gidal Barrioli wanted to keep the land for another two years because he had prepaid another two years of taxes. So also the of Papa, they came in front of Rav Papa, Rav Papa was thinking about writing a shtar with which Gidal Barioli could take money from the Bnei Baga. And the reason why everyone would be responsible for this is because when the tax was paid, it was first put in a fund and then money was taken out of that fund and used to pay this yearly tax. So since Gidal Barioli put two extra years of tax into this fund, Rav Papa was thinking, fine, so I'll write a shtar tirfa and he'll be able to get back two years worth of tax from this fund. So I'm going to Rav Huna Bredra Vishula Rav Papa, Rav Huna Bredra Vishula told Rav Papa, Im if you're going to pass like this, you treat a Gidal Barioli with the same Dines Sikrikun. Just like when a person buys from Sikrikun, he doesn't lose out on that land. He either gets back its full purchase price from the original owner, if the original owner wants to buy it back from him, or he gets to keep it and he only has to pay a quarter of its value to the original owner, which is the amount he saved by buying from the Sikrikun, because as we're going to learn soon, the Sikrikun drops it by a quarter of its value. In other words, Rav Papa, why are you treating him like Sikrikun? This is totally different. Rather, says, this fellow Gidabari Ali put his money on the horn of a deer, just like if a person puts a bag of money on a deer and turns around for a second, the deer is going to run off with his money. So to this fellow Gidal, by prepaying two years of tax when he didn't have to, he lost his money. I think we're going to quote some Mishnah, Zoom Mishnah this is the Mishnah Rishayna. However, Bezen Shalchrein Amru, a Bezen afterwards said, someone who buys from Sikrikon, all he has to do is give the original owner a quarter and then he can keep the land that he bought from the Sikrikon. Now we're going to have Machlekes what exactly this Revia is. And the reason why he has to give a Revia a quarter to the original owner is because Sikrikon drops the price by a quarter, so this buyer saved a quarter, and at least that has to be given to the original owner. But now we're going to discuss what exactly this quarter is. Amar Rav, Rav says, Revia Bakarka, Oy Revia Bamais. We're referring to either a quarter of Karka or a quarter in money. So as we're going to soon see, according to Rav, the Sikrikon sells the land at a 20% discount. If it's worth five, he sells it for four. So the buyer would have to give either a quarter of that payment, which is one, to the original owner, or that value in land, which is a fifth of the land. And the reason why this is called a revia, a quarter, is because after the sale, in retrospect, the discount was a full quarter of what was paid. Let's use different numbers that might be easier. If the land is worth 125, according to Rav, the Sikrikan sells it for 100, and that's a savings of 25, which is a full quarter of the price paid. The price paid was 100, and 25 is a quarter of 100. Either which way we continue, Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, revia bakarka shehein shlish b'mais, it's a quarter of the value of the land, which is a third of the money paid, which means according to Shmuel, the Sikrikan sells the land at a 25% discount. If it's worth four, he sells it for three, and the buyer would have to give a quarter of the value of the land to the original owner. Now, according to this, the quarter that's paid to the original owner is a quarter of the value of the land, 
not a quarter of the price paid. And the Gemara continues, my Kamifligi, what Rav and Shmuel arguing about, Myrasav or Shmuel holds in the Chiravia Zavin, the Sikrikan sells it for minus a quarter of its value. When Myrasav or Rav holds in the Chichomsha Zavin, he sells it for minus a fifth of its value. In other words, a 25% discount or a 20% discount. Now the Gemara asks on Shmuel, Meisve, we have a price that says, Zumishna Rishayna, this is the original Mishnah, whereas Bezin Shachrein Amru, Bezin afterwards said, Halkechman Sikrikon, someone who buys line from Sikrikon, Noisan Labailam Rivia, he gives the original owner a quarter, Viad Bailam Alayayna, and there's a Original owner, he has the upper hand. If he wants, he could take this value in property. If he wants, he could take this value in money. Now, that's only if the original owner doesn't have money to buy the land back. If he has money to buy the whole land back, this original owner comes before everyone and he's allowed to buy the land back. And the price continues. Rebbe sat down in Bezdin, and they counted, which means they voted and they counted the vote. That if this land stayed by for 12 months, and the original owner didn't redeem it back from him, anyone that comes first, he's Zaychanet, and he could redeem it from Sikrikon, and he does not have to give the land back to the original owner, but he does have to give the original owner a quarter of the land or a quarter in mice. By saying that he has to give a quarter in mice, that implies that he's giving the original owner a quarter of the purchase price, which is like what Rav said, not what Shmuel said. So Ravashi, Ravashi says, no, this price is talking about the total payment that's made to the original owner after the money came to the hands of the Sikrikon, which means if we combine the amount of money that's paid to the Sikrikon and this payment made to the original owner, that comes out to a quarter of the value of the land. And therefore, when the Bryson says Revia Bamais, it really means a quarter of the land's total value. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow talking about this vote from Rebbe's Bezdin. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.